WCIA 3-in-1 podcast. Andy Olson, Brett Barron's coming, joining us remotely from Pinnacle Bank Arena. His first trip there, we'll get the review a little bit later, but the most important thing, Illinois, number 25 Illinois, back in the rankings this week, able to stave off the upset uh, from Nebraska as the Cornhuskers Looked ready, ready for it for most of that first half, leading going into halftime, a close game, a back-and-forth one in the second half. But Illinois able to ride the hot hands of their seniors, their veteran players, all the way to an 81-71 victory. They're 5-0 and in the Big Ten for the first time since 2005, and we're going to keep using that stat for a while because that 2005 team uh, got up to 15-0. and So not you can't do much better than that. But, Brett, let's start with your initial thoughts. It really seemed like for a while there that Nebraska seemed really up for what could be one of their biggest wins um, in recent memory. No doubt about it. Illinois came out and sleepwalked through the first four minutes, Andy. And, you know, they were down 11-2, and then it was 16-4. to And, man, you're starting to think, where is this team at? And they were able to battle back. And I think Nebraska, I mean, a lot of nations should have known, like, Nebraska is not great. Illinois is going to be able to fight back in this game uh, at the start, at least. And, and Illinois didn't panic. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we're going to take away from this is that the Illini were a veteran-led team that, didn't you know put their tail between their legs they found a way to fight back and especially in the first half when the shots weren't falling it was pretty ugly here and yet Nebraska gave them an opportunity because that's what a 6 and 11 and 0 and 6 team in the Big Ten does they give you opportunities to come back and yet you know Illinois finds itself down 34 31 at half and a little bit of upset alert I don't want to go maybe quite that far because I, I just never felt that way sitting next to the Illinois bench all night that you know, they were in some sort of, you know, desperation or it's not like they're playing Purdue and they're down, you know, a dozen or something. So, That's good to know because I think for the fans watching at home, it definitely felt like upset alert at some points. Yeah, no, and I never really got that in the arena, Andy. It, it wasn't from the team, like, panic, a, a look of concern even. It was just like, okay, well, we're going to do what we do and and see if we can, you know, get ourselves and claw back and, and fight in this thing. And and they did. And they turned it around in the second half and outscored Nebraska 50 to 37 in the final 20 minutes. But this is one of those games that you've just got to scrap out a win. I mean, we're not going to look back on this game and, and remember it, so to speak, at the end of the year and say, oh, I remember that Nebraska win. But you would look back on this if it was a loss and say that was a missed opportunity. And, and Illinois was able to find a way to get it done and, and leave Lincoln with the victory. And, and to me, Andy, that's all that really matters out of this. Yes, they've got to clean some things up. But Nebraska turned them into some things that, you know, um, maybe was a little bit of an old school Illinois uh, look. They cleaned up turnovers in the, in the second half, but you know, they had nine for the game. It felt like more than that in the arena here. But, you know, I, th- I thought Nebraska really made it difficult on them in some sense. And, you know, when Kofi Coburn puts up, uh, 16 points and still gets 13 rebounds and, and he has an off night quote unquote uh, at least that's how I felt I don't know how it looked at home but like Kofi was definitely off here in the mm-hmm. arena uh, missing some short bunnies and you know it took him 18 shots to get 16 points that's it's not quite the the night we're used to seeing from Kofi Coburn but you know when he's able to put up 16 points and and get in there able to get 29 points from Trent Frazier who really took it on himself and finished his three for six from three and nine of 18 from the floor to shoot 50 percent and he pretty much just said after the game, you know, he didn't want to let them leave here with a loss. And, and uh, you know, between him and, and uh, you know, I thought really some solid contributions from Coleman Hawkins and Omar Payne, you know, they're able to get it done. 
Yeah, how about Frazier going all the way up to number 11 on Illinois' all-time scoring list, 52 points shy, a crack in that top 10. It's his most points scored since his sophomore season, so what would that That'd be three years now at this point. It yeah. was January 3rd, 2019, the last time he got this many. He had 30 that day uh, at Minnesota. And for me, one of the big things coming out of this game, <clears throat> and we talked about it on the newscast, was just the the veteran role play that was needed down the stretch and you know we already talked about how Kofi how it quote unquote off night and it did kind of look like an off night I think it was possible that some calls that maybe should have gone his way didn't go his way in the end but that's going to happen some nights when you're so much bigger than the other team but you know 16 and 13 really good but we still could expect feels like we could almost expect more from him at some points but Frazier having 20 points in the second half. Jacob Grandison hitting a big shot down the stretch. Alfonso Plummer had a big few big ones down the stretch as well. DeMonte Williams had a three in the second half that kept Illinois uh, above water and, and tr- helped them get away from Nebraska a little bit there. And it seems like that's been the key for in at least these past two years for Illinois in so many of these games is having that veteran presence and having played in these games before to close out a team like Nebraska who really hasn't been able to be in too many of these situations with so much on the line as much as Illinois has on the line which is staying in the top 25 and staying at the top of the Big Ten standings yeah Nebraska had nothing to lose in this sense I mean they're last place in the Big Ten Mm -hmm. you know I think they're gonna go out and try and battle and and, uh, you know, I, I felt like they did that, but they're just not as good of a team as Illinois. And so that's where the onus is on the Illini. And, and yeah, I mean, in the arena tonight, Kofi looked off to me. He doesn't miss the amount of bunnies that he missed tonight. And maybe the fouls had a part to do with that, but he just didn't have his A game. And you're going to have that sometimes. And, and especially when you get a player as, as good as Derek Walker, who I thought you know, overall played really well for, for Nebraska. I mean, he scores 14 points, seven of 11 shooting and, and more than Kofi's offense to me. And it was just his defense. I, I thought he was a little bit of a liability defensively tonight. Just didn't seem like he was all in, so to speak, and, and just his normal self. And so something seemed a little bit off there from him, but you know, like we said, when we're talking about 16 and 13 is a bad night for Kofi. I mean, there's, 300 teams across the country, if not more, that would love to have that as a bad night, you know? So the the bar is so high for him. Um, but Omar Payne certainly helps that, you know, plays almost 10 minutes tonight, two for three from the floor, season high, eight points, uh, and a, a career high at Illinois for him in that sense, and able to get five rebounds and four blocks. And I thought he really imposed his will on the glass in terms of, you know, being a rim protector and, and making sure that, you know, the Huskers knew that he was there and, and just affecting those shots, whether he got the block or not. I thought he did a really nice job affecting it and combine that with Coleman Hawkins. You know, those two guys were what plus 31 <laughs> on the plus minus you get 17 from Coleman um, uh, and or 17 from Omar and 14 from Coleman on the plus minus. Like that's 31. That's, yeah, see, I don't do math, Andy. That's why I talk for a living. But that's significant. I mean, you got th- plus 31 from two of your bench players there who really have not played that much. I mean, you look at Omar's stat line here, and he had a bunch of zeros in games in terms of points. And it's not all about the points, obviously. But 
you know, his impact has not been that great the last month. And yet for him to come in and step up tonight when Kofi got that fourth foul and, and Kofi didn't play the final four minutes. It was 3.57 left. He picked up his fourth foul, and Kofi did not come back in the game. That's exactly that, what I wanted to ask you was, what did you make of that? Why do you think that yeah. was the case? And Underwood said it after the game. He just felt that he had the confidence in Omar to go out there and finish the game and get it done. And, and that speaks a lot to me about you know how far Omar has come. And Underwood praised him in terms of continuing to work and develop and, you know, can't forget that Omar Payne came here to be a starter committed when Kofi was still in the NBA draft process and fully and expecting to turn pro and, and Omar commits from Florida and, and then Kofi comes back and I'm sure that was a difficult conversation to have to have to take a, on a new role and play a different you know role on a team than you had expected when you committed I mean that's that's certainly difficult but um, he showed some promise today and, and I think that's going to go a long way and you know, Coleman Hawkins, two for four and eight rebounds. I mean, that's really impressive for me from Coleman Hawkins. More than the points, it's it's the rebounds and what he was able to do adds a block in there as well. And, and um, you know, it's come a long way for those boards, too, on the offensive end. So, you know, you're, this team can be pretty deep. And that, in my eyes, makes up for, you know, Alfonso Plummer going four of 12 from the field and only having nine points. And, you know, some some different warts get covered up when you have those role players like Coleman and Omar doing what they did tonight. And and you had a bunch of your, I mean, all of their starters played 30 minutes tonight, Andy, 35 from Grandison, 30 from Kofi, 38 from Trent, 30 from Plummer and 33 from DeMonte. I mean, they, <laughs> they rode the starters hard and, you know, Coleman able to play 12 and, and Omar almost 10. Um, and that's pretty much it. You know, nobody else, had more than six, and that was only Luke. Um, the only other guy that got in the game was Brandon Pajimski with four and a half minutes. So, um, you know, uh, this is uh, one of those games that wasn't pretty, but you just got to find a way to win, and Illinois did that. And now they're 12-3 and three and looking up to a fun weekend, Andy, and I think that's where we're really going to find out more about this team because what's Illinois' best win right now? I mean, probably at Iowa would be my – Mm -hmm. um, just off the cuff guess. And so, you know, if you can go beat a Michigan team that hasn't been great, and if you can beat a Purdue team now, I think Illinois is um, going to catch a lot more national attention and, and make up for that Marquette loss and Cincinnati loss. Yeah. And just one more comment on Kofi. If there's any sign that he wasn't his best tonight, Owen five from the free throw line. And I know we don't think of him as a, a guy that's uh, super dependable from the free throw line, but he has been better this year. He's been making more than half, and uh, 0 for 5 tells me he was not uh, on his A game tonight. But I'm glad that you brought up the coming games because I feel like there's only so much that we can talk about with this Nebraska game because you brought it up right at the beginning that Nebraska's not a great team. You know, they, they certainly put up a great fight tonight, but in the overall scheme of things, they're probably going to finish last in the Big Ten. And the Michigan and the Purdue games are so, so exciting and enticing for for people in our perspectives because we get to watch, you know, from, from a neutral perspective and really just enjoy these games. And when I think about those, I mean, those those are going to be a lot of fun this weekend. And, and if Illinois, even if they uh, split them, you know, if they win Purdue and lose to Michigan or something like that, you know, they still, I feel like, introduce themselves because you're right they haven't had that 
uh, that marquee win yet. I mean, you had the chance against Arizona and, and you dropped the ball. You got close. That was a good rebound game, I think, for the Illini after it seemed like they were still trying to find themselves for a while. And if they can get one of those, I, I feel like that will be a great indicator of where this team could be headed this year. And, and that sets up with some interesting games with Michigan State down the line if they stay right at the top. Ohio State as well. I mean, it's kind of like a free-for-all in the Big Ten right now. And the Illini find themselves right in, in the thick of things. And they needed this win tonight if they were going to stay there. Yeah, and I think this is, you know, a, a big stepping stone weekend for them now. Like you said, I, I want to find out what this team is. And they're going to get that opportunity with uh, Michigan, Purdue, and then Michigan State in there. And and uh, to close out the month, we're going we're gonna to learn a lot more about this team. And I think that's the exciting thing um, for us, just figuring out what is this team. And, and Alana Nation, I know that might give you a little bit of a – pit in your stomach so to speak but you know for me it's it's all it's all about okay uh, if, if you're going to stay atop the big 10 and you're going to want you know a lot of fans felt slighted or whatever like, oh they're only 25th well they're going to have opportunities it's, it's going to take care of itself and uh, the next two weeks to close out this month are, are what it's really going to come down to and and then a really tough february ahead but you got to take it one at a time and and uh, i think if you go two and oh obviously you feel great after this next weekend let's just hope Michigan's able to make the trip on COVID pause. They weren't able to play. They say they can, but that's that's as of now. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out. I, I surely hope a Friday night at State Farm Center uh, will be rocking, no doubt about it. But if, if Illinois goes 2-0, and obviously that's great. 1-1, one and one, I think you feel pretty good overall. Mm-hmm. And, and if you go in 2, then uh, certainly some cause for concern about what they've shown so far. So we'll see. Like I said, uh, this is where it gets fun, and, and I can't wait for it, Andy. Six straight Big Ten Road wins for the Alana. They've won 11 of their last 12, which is a crazy stat line to me. Winning, winning your road games is everything, you know, at, the, at this point, especially in the league. Pinnacle Bay Arena, they're able to win a little bit better than they did last season when they went to overtime against Nebraska, and Io had to uh, help them out of that hole. Brett, your first trip to uh, Pinnacle Bank Arena there. Let's get your quick thoughts before we wrap this thing up on, on – the experience there. Yeah, it was great. Really nice arena. Uh, I don't think it's more than a decade old. Got an NBA feel, but not huge. That's what I felt so, last year too. Yeah, I really like it. It's it's certainly top half of the Big Ten. And I think it's a good overall venue. I mean, the students weren't here tonight, so I didn't get a chance to really get the true feel of, of what I think it probably is. And for Nebraska not being good, I think they had a decent crowd. They mm-hmm. listened to 14,000. There's no way there's that many people here tonight, but uh, positive. Yeah. Worth the seven and a half hour trip to get out here and, <laughs> and see uh, see the team and and uh, leave with a very, very positive vibe from I, Pinnacle Bank Arena. I don't know how crowd the loud or how loud the crowd was in general. I'm, I'm tired here. If you couldn't tell, you should be tired too after seven and a half hours. I don't know how loud the crowd was, but there was certainly one woman i think who was screaming the whole oh, podcast just a screaming woman yeah <laughs> don't be uh, you that could hear fan. it on tv i had multiple people texting me and yeah you could definitely hear it in the arena it reminded me of travis trice's mom at wisconsin i think it was before <laughs> you but she used to do that on free throws too and just brutal 
Don't be Man. that fan, everyone. Tough. There's there's the Just Vanderbilt tough. baseball whistle guy. Oh, yeah, the whistler. He was in Champaign back in 2015 for that baseball game. Just yeah. don't be that. Don't ruin it no, for don't, everyone else. No, don't be that. Guys, come on. Yeah. Let's, yeah, don't don't be that. Don't do that. If you think it's a great idea, if you heard that of the broadcast night and, and thought, man, Illinois should have one of those, I'm no. begging you. Don't. No, that's that's not it. <laughs> that's, that's not it. It's not it, fam. All right, Brett. Uh, final thoughts from from Lincoln as we kind of wrap up here and where Illinois is at at the moment. Yep, Illinois gets it done, and that's the most important thing. So big weekend ahead. Looking forward to it, Andy. Yeah, it should be a ton of fun. Thanks, Brett, for joining us. We got tons of coverage online. You can see Brett's report from the ten o'clock news uh, tonight on the WCIA.com. You can hear from Brad Underwood. His full post-game press conference is on our social channels and online as well. We also have some sound up. Brett's putting some on Twitter from the players. Trent Frazier and Omar Payne talked with us after the game. Check it out, WCIA.com, Twitter, Facebook, all the places where you normally get our content and where you probably saw this online. All right, Brett, thanks so much. Safe travels back on Wednesday. Uh, we'll see you when you get back. I'm Andy Olson for Brett Barrons. That's all for this WCIA 3-in-1 podcast, and we'll catch you next time.